This episode of GT the Podcast is supported by Alcon. This is an editorially independent podcast supported with advertising by Allergan Glaucoma Drops. This is Ike Ahmed. And I'm Arsham Shabani. And we want to welcome you to GT the Podcast. We're bringing this to you together with BMC and Glaucoma Today. To offer audible insights into current topics in glaucoma care. Presented by the authors of our latest, most read GT articles. Check it out. Welcome to GT the Podcast. In this episode, Dr. Lama Alaswad reads her article, Equal Pay for Equal Work, Closing Ophthalmology's Gender Gap in Compensation. Written with Dr. Suniti Ramesh and Akri Shukla for the March-April 2021 issue of Glaucoma Today. This article takes a deep dive into the gender gap which still exists in the field of ophthalmology, breaks down the wage statistics, and looks at the multifactorial ways that these disparities can be mitigated. More on this from Dr. Alaswad. The U.S. Census Bureau estimated that the average full-time working woman made 82 cents for every dollar the average working man made in 2019. This was 25 cents higher than the estimate from 1973. Despite the slight improvement, albeit over almost 50 years, the persistent pay gap results in as much as $2 million in lost wages over the lifetime of the average woman. Unsurprisingly, this gap widened for single mothers and women of color. The medical field is not immune to this trend. A 2016 study using data from more than 10,000 physicians found an absolute pay difference of $19,878 by gender in early salary, even after controlling for age, experience, specialty, faculty ranks, and measures of research productivity and clinical revenue. Although similar trends in ophthalmology have been reported, they have not been characterized with modern-day data. In our study recently published in Ophthalmology, titled Gender Compensation Gap for Ophthalmologists in the First Year of Clinical Practice, we sought to identify possible differences in starting salaries between male and female ophthalmologists and to explore the variables that may be contributing to this disparity. In this prospective study, an anonymous voluntary survey was sent to more than 1,500 practicing ophthalmologists and residency program directors in the United States. Between January and March 2020, 684 responses were received from early career ophthalmologists, 56% of whom were female and 44% of whom were male. On average, female ophthalmologists earned a base salary that was $24,411, or 10.6% lower per year than their male colleagues. Even after controlling for fellowship subspecialty, female ophthalmologists were found to earn $30,726, or 11.6%, less per year than their male counterpart. The current literature on gender theory offers various models to explain why these differences in salary exist. A prominent one is the nature of negotiation. That is, women may be less likely to negotiate or less interested in negotiating their initial offers. 
In our study, we analyzed this theory and found that although there was no relationship between gender and the decision to negotiate, gender and successful negotiation were more significantly associated. In other words, although women were equally as likely to negotiate as men, they were less successful in raising their salaries despite their efforts. We found that more women were employed by academic institutions than private practices, but the yearly salary at academic institutions was not significantly lower than at private practices. 208412 versus $213,940 with a p-value of 04043. Although this difference was not statistically significant, the analysis controlling for the practice type demonstrated a persistent gender pace compensation gap of $19,843 per year. Additionally, strength of the study included controlling for the number of work days, specifically distinguishing clinic days from OR days because the latter would likely yield greater financial productivity. Because this study involves early career physicians, it removes the potential for other factors. For example, work experience, seniority, faculty rank, clinical revenue to be at play. Thus, these findings together suggest insidious and subliminal differences in compensation for female and male ophthalmologists. A limitation of this study includes self-reporting, anonymity, inability to correct errors in data reporting, selection of participating clinical sites, and self-selection of participants. Other factors influencing compensation, for example, the number of offers received and whether the highest offer was accepted also were not collected in the survey. Furthermore, productivity incentives, i.e. bonus, can be a substantial part of income. Given the complex and variable structure of these incentives, bonus was standardized at 20% for all individuals in the study. Finally, renegotiations that took place between the first and the third years of practice were captured in the study, potentially excluding those that took place earlier or later in the course of the participants' early careers. Our findings were consistent with a prior retrospective study on compensation by gender in ophthalmology conducted using telephone surveys performed by the American Medical Association between 1992 and 2001. Even after controlling for work hours, years in medical practice, practice ownership interest, board certification, region of practice, and insurance makeup of populations served, the investigators found that the income of white female ophthalmologists was 20% lower than that of white male ophthalmologists. Although there appears to be an improvement in pay disparity from the 1990s to 2020, the prior study had several limitations. The report included only white female ophthalmologists, had a substantial imbalance in sample between groups, 565 men versus 59 women, 
and did not control for the proportion of medical versus surgical clinical hours. Although the American Medical Association study reported only disparities in compensation, the gender gap certainly extends far beyond the financial inequalities. As has been well characterized in several studies, women are underrepresented in academic positions, including editorial board membership, chairperson positions, and residency program directorship in nearly every specialty, including ophthalmology. A longer publishing career, a greater number of publications, and a higher academic rank may be associated with higher income. These findings can be partially attributed to the lower number of female physicians historically. The proportion of women in ophthalmology has risen in the past two decades. Women made up 14 to 17 percent of board certified ophthalmologists in the early 2000s versus 25 percent in 2020. It is important that a commensurate increase in leadership by women be seen. Although our study findings paint a picture of the gender gap in compensation that is less than satisfactory, there are potential pathways to mitigating these disparities. The standardization of employer-initiated salary transparency would create a framework for negotiation and objective protocols for establishing pay, including experience, rank, accomplishment, market pay for specialty, etc., might minimize unconscious bias. Such policies can increase clinical productivity, as has been reported in a study from an academic surgical practice. Limited healthcare networks, including the Veterans Health Administration System, release such data, and this may be a reason for relative equality in the government payment model as opposed to independent employers. Additionally, medical schools, training programs, and employers should be encouraged to support female achievement through negotiation workshops, mentorship, and flexible working options. Gender parity is an increasingly prioritized issue in the field of medicine. Although our article discusses compensation, Equality goals are multifactorial and include academic achievement, clinical productivity, career satisfaction, and more. The empowerment of women across all of these facets can propel the success of ophthalmology as a specialty. Thank you for tuning into this episode of GT the Podcast. If you have any feedback or topic suggestions, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. And stay tuned for more hot topics in glaucoma care on GT the podcast.